Welcome to a Genuine Girl Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone, while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be back on the podcast today. It has been a little bit since I've made an episode. If you follow the podcast, you might have noticed I've been missing for a little while. And honestly, there have been a lot of reasons for that. But the biggest reason why I have not made an episode in a little bit is because, well, you saw it in the title, I have been working very hard this summer on writing a book. Now, I know you might have a lot of questions, you might not have a lot of questions, but either way, in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to do my very best in answering your questions, talking a little bit about what inspired me to write a book, the whole book writing process, the publishing process, and I know not everyone is into that, so don't worry, I'm not going to get too deep into the details, but I am going to talk a little bit about what I've been up to with that and just some other life updates because I feel like it's important to do that when you've been missing from the podcast for about maybe a month or so now, which is crazy to me, but it has been a much needed and a really nice break. I've been able to really take some time to reflect and obviously get some work done, but also just think about the future of this podcast and what I really want to do with this platform. So don't worry, just because I wrote a book does not mean I'm leaving this podcast. This is where it all started, and I am definitely going to be continuing making content on here, especially as school is about to start. I think we're going to have a lot of great opportunities for content coming your way soon. And speaking of school... I think that would be a great way to kind of start this podcast before I get into all the book stuff is just telling you a little bit about what's happening in my life with college because this podcast is based a lot on my college experiences and clearly I have not been actually at college in a while so that's made it a little tough to find stuff to talk about. But don't worry, I am actually heading back to campus in August which Ah, it actually is August 1st as I'm recording this, which is kind of crazy to think about. I wasn't really sure what my school was going to do for a while, and to be honest with you, I'm still not completely confident that I'm going to go back and be able to stay the entire semester with no problems, because who knows what's going to happen when I get back on campus, but I am excited to get back. I have to go back for an apartment. I have to go back because I have a couple of classes in person, and my school's kind of taking the approach of letting each individual professor decide whether they want their classes to go online or stay in person. So 
If you have in-person classes, you can opt for a completely online experience because I think every class has to have some online availability for people who want it. But I figured since I have a couple classes in person and I have an apartment and all of that kind of thing, I might as well head back. And I know it's going to be a different semester. I'm a little worried. I'm a little excited. I have so many mixed feelings about it because I know a college campus might not be the safest place to be right now, but I feel like for my mental health, it might be the right move at the moment. Not that I haven't liked being home. It's been such a great experience being back with my parents, being back at home these past I don't even know how many months, five months? I'm just kind of guessing. I don't think it's been that long, but I don't really feel like counting right now. That takes me so long. It's kind of embarrassing. Anyway, it's been great being home, but I don't know. If you guys are going back to campus, you might kind of agree, like, okay, it's it's so great to be home, but also... You know, you had your whole life back at college, too, and all of your independence and all of, you know, your friends there, all the stuff you were involved in. You kind of just had your own routine, your own life, and so getting taken away from that so suddenly and being away from it for so long can definitely be tricky. And I'm not gonna lie, it's it's gone up and down for me. Some days I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go back to school. I just want to stay here. This is great. And other days I really want to go back. I miss people. I miss just the college overall atmosphere, I guess. It's definitely different not being around people your own age all the time, which is my case. Being here at home, I'm, I'm not around anyone my own age. And since, you know, I am in a different place than I was after I graduated high school, not, my high school friends aren't here either. So it's me, my parents, my parents' friends, which all great people, but, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, I need to get back with people my own age. So I'm heading back to college soon, and it'll be nice for that reason alone, <laughs> just to be with more young people. So that's kind of what my school's doing. I am definitely going to be making a lot of podcast episodes going over this whole semester and my experience, what other people are experiencing, because I really want to hear from other people on, you know, what are other schools doing, even people from my own school. I think we're all going to have very different experiences based on the number of classes we have online and offline. So I'm definitely going to be talking a lot about that, but I just want you to know if you're feeling a little overwhelmed or stressed or excited about the whole semester ahead, you are not alone. I am just a total mix of emotions, and like I said, day to day it changes, but I think hopefully it'll all work out no matter what happens during the semester. It will be an interesting experience for sure. So that's a little bit about what's happening with me, with school. I'm going to be leaving soon, as I said, so, you know, I'm definitely going to be trying to do more podcast episodes, but as I'm moving in and getting prepared for a new semester, it might kind of be a little wacky with my podcast posting schedule, so bear with me, but really what I want to talk about now is why I've been gone from the podcast and what I've been up to, and as I said earlier, 
Well, the major thing that has been kind of holding me back from this podcast for the past month is this book that I've been writing. I didn't think before writing a book that it would consume so much of my life, and I know that might have been dumb of me to just assume, you know, I could just write it here and there and hopefully finish it by the end of the summer. Oh no. Once you start writing a book, guys, if you want to finish it in a timely manner, you kind of have to put a lot of time and effort into it. And so that's where I've been putting my energy for honestly the past couple of months now, it just really started getting intense probably the last month or so as I was trying to kind of meet the deadlines I had set for myself, finish writing the book, then edit the book, then make a cover, description, upload it to Amazon, all of this kind of stuff. It's actually quite the process and I'm learning something new every day, especially since I just got into it a couple months ago, which is crazy. So let me explain a little bit what I'm talking about here. I came home from school or whoa, no, I didn't. I I was going to say, I came home from school in May because it was summer, but no, I've been home since March. What I meant to say is school ended for me in May, the normal semester, though I was home. That That's probably why it didn't really feel like school ended because I was, you know, in the same place I had been taking classes. I actually did an online class, summer school class in May, um, and that was a three-week class, so that was pretty speedy and I barely even remember that to be honest that feels like years ago but anyway I did that and I finished that class up at the end of May and I had a couple months left to figure out what I was gonna do with my summer. As I've talked about in previous episodes my summer plans kind of got a little messed up I guess you could say. I did have a full-time internship scheduled for this summer. I'm very lucky to have that not saying that in a braggy way or anything, but that did get canceled for obvious reasons. And so I was lucky enough to actually secure a part-time internship back at the company I worked at last summer. Great company, great people. And so I had that to kind of keep me going through the summer, but again, that was part-time. So that gave me a little extra time during the day to do stuff that I wanted to do. And you know, do my own projects, I guess you could say, for a lack of a better term. So for a while, I just wasn't exactly sure what to do. Obviously, I have this podcast. I wanted to continue this podcast, but to be honest, I just wasn't exactly sure how I was going to create enough content to sustain me throughout the summer when I wasn't at college, I wasn't taking classes anymore, and a lot of times this podcast has been based off of my college experiences and college-related content. And even, you know, all of that aside, I was like, okay, I'm at home. Yes, I have this part-time internship, which is awesome. I, you know, I'm spending time with my family, but I can't really leave my house a lot. (laughs) There are a lot of restrictions in place, so I can't really talk about going places or traveling. I... I guess I could talk about some hobbies I have, but, you know, long story short, it was really hard for me to think of content ideas because, quite honestly, my life just went way downhill in terms of interestingness, 
I, I don't think that's a word. You're probably like, girl, how did you write a book if you can't even talk? Um, I wonder the same. <laughs> anyway, so I was struggling with the podcast. There you go. And I was thinking, okay, I, I'm not going to stop the podcast. Obviously, this is my platform. That thought never even entered my mind. Don't worry. But I might have to slow down on the content because, you know, for the past year and a half, I've been posting episodes once a week. And I think that's pretty good, but I just knew, you know, during the summer, I just don't have that much to talk about. So I decided, okay, I'm scratching the once a week thing, and I'm just kind of going to do it a little more irregularly. And I think, you know, you guys probably noticed that. I'm not sure if I did the best job in communicating that change was happening, but I'm sure you noticed my podcast episodes steadily declined throughout the summer. But in that whole time, I was also thinking, okay, I really want to grow my brand in a new way. I love my podcast. It's a great platform. But what else can I do besides, you know, going down on my podcast episodes a little bit? What else can I do in the meantime to kind of build my brand and ultimately help other young women? Because that's my ultimate goal. It's not about me. It's about helping other people. That's always been my number one purpose with everything that I've been doing. So I did a lot of brainstorming. I've always been very entrepreneurial. I really wanted to start a business. I've wanted to start a business for a long time, but honestly, starting a business is a little overwhelming for a 20-year-old, probably overwhelming for anyone, and especially in the current landscape we're in, it's just very hard to do that. Um, there were a lot of online business options and opportunities I was thinking about starting, but honestly, a lot of them were pretty costly and would take a lot of resources just to get started, and I just wasn't sure I was at that point financially and otherwise to take on that big of a project right now. So after a lot of brainstorming, I figured, okay, you know what, I don't have to focus on starting this whole big business right now and making all this money or spending all this money to start it. Um, after talking to my parents and just brainstorming on my own, I realized, you know, I can just keep building my brand for myself using a different platform without having to start a business or, you know, incorporate anything. And I thought a book is the best next way to do that. And Again, I got help and advice from a lot of people on this, but ultimately I figured out, okay, a book is my next best step because honestly, okay, I first of all, before I say anything, I feel like I've said the word honestly about 80 times so far in this podcast. Please don't count. I just realized, wow, I'm saying honestly a lot. If you can't tell, this podcast is very honest. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> But what I was going to say is one of the main reasons I decided to write a book was not only because I thought it would be a great way to expand my brand and reach more people, but it really is not a super expensive option if you do it right and if you go through the right platform. For me, I did a lot of research up front because I'm just that kind of person who does research on literally everything. Google is so tired of me by now, but I use them so much. So thanks, Google. But anyway, I did a lot of research to figure out what the 
most inexpensive option for writing and publishing a book would be. And I found Amazon was really not a super expensive option. You could self-publish your book on there. You didn't need a whole publishing company or anything like that. You could be some really unknown person like me and publish a book on there really for free, actually. You don't have to pay anything to publish a book on Amazon. You have to pay the printing costs if you're writing a paperback when people buy the book that's just taken out of the revenue you earn but it's not like you're paying anything out of your pocket to write or publish a book on that platform and so i i was all in when i heard that i was like oh i don't have to spend any money on this okay cool now obviously there are ads and stuff like that that i'm going to be spending some of my money on but Regardless, it's a very inexpensive option and a, a great way to reach more people. So I decided, I believe early June, to start writing a book. And for some reason, I got it in my head, like, okay, that's going to be my summer project. I can write and publish a book before the end of summer. Which, thinking back, I know that sounds crazy, especially if you're an outsider looking in, like, what? Writing and publishing a whole book in the course of, what, two months? How is that possible? At least I was kind of thinking that because a lot of authors are like, okay, it takes years and years to write and publish a book. You have to go through a million edit processes. You have to get a cover professionally made. You have to really just take your time to write a really solid book. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, to be honest. I think it's probably great that you spend a lot of time on your book because I certainly kind of went through the process at a quicker pace than most, but don't worry, I devoted most of my life to this book over the past two months, hence much fewer podcast episodes and social media content, but I knew that if I was going to write this book in two months, I wasn't just going to write a book and publish it. I was going to pour everything I had into this book to make it as perfect as possible because I am a perfectionist and I'm not just going to put something out there that is my first draft, whatever, didn't really think it through, and hopefully people will like it. No, no, no. I agonized over this book, you guys, for a couple of months. And so I want you to know, even though <laughs> it happened really fast, it took a lot of work and a lot of effort and honestly a little more than I even expected before I got into this whole process. Now, it is kind of ironic that I'm saying I tried so hard to make it perfect because the title of my book is Practice Makes Imperfect, <laughs> which I believe is true. That's why I titled it as such. But it's just funny because I was really trying to make this book as good as it can be. Yet I, I know deep down, no matter how much I worked on it, how much I practiced, I guess you could say, it wasn't going to be perfect. But I realized at the end of the day, that's my whole message. And if my book is not completely perfect, that's okay. That's normal. <laughs> it's not supposed to be perfect. But I wanted to make sure all the same that it was quality content that was valuable to people and that people weren't going to spend their money on a bad book. Because trust me, I know what that feels like and I don't want anyone spending money that is not worth something and doesn't provide them value in some way. 
So I just want you to know, I did go into a lot of effort, maybe a little too much at times, to write this book and get it out in a couple of months. I spent probably a month to a month and a half just writing the book. It, it took a while. My book was about 50,000 words when I finished, and in a paperback format, that's almost 300 pages, and Kindle ebook, I believe it's like 225 or something, so it's definitely like a pretty full-size novel. Um, it is nonfiction. It's kind of more under the self-help category, so, you know, that kind of varies in length, but I think for what I was doing, that was probably about the best length I could get it at. So yeah, it wasn't just like a short story I could write in a few days and be done. It was a full-length novel, and it was a lot. But getting into more of what the book is, what it's about, you're probably like, okay, Meredith, get to the point. What is this book about, even? Well, as I alluded to earlier, the title of my book is Practice Makes Imperfect, How to Stop Searching for a Perfect Life and Start Being Yourself. So if that title isn't self-explanatory, then let me explain. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time now, you probably know that it is centered on being genuine in my college experiences and my life experiences as a young girl growing up. I just have a passion for helping other young women and young people in general be themselves without fear of what the world will think of them. And I think I'm so passionate about this because I have gone through so much of my life being someone I'm not because I'm worried about what the world will think of me. I'm worried that if I don't post that perfect Instagram photo, then I'm not going to have any followers and I'm not going to be accepted or fit in or have any friends. I'm worried that if I don't dress a certain way, I'm going to, you know, be looked at weird, given judgmental looks, or be talked about behind my back for not wearing cool clothes. I've been worried about my weight, that I'm too heavy, and that I don't fit in with the thinner, more perfect girls in my head. I have been worried about so many things and have, because of that, been someone totally different from who I really am just to please other people, just to fit in with society's expectations, and it has been an exhausting journey. So exhausting that one day I just think I crashed and I couldn't sustain my fake life anymore and I had to change it. And so I've tried to talk about some of these tougher and just less authentic experiences I've had in my life through my podcast, but my book, you guys, is where I really get into a detailed journey of what I've been through in terms of authenticity. Growing up in elementary school to middle school to high school to college, what I've gone through in trying to fit in, trying to be someone I'm not, and ultimately finding myself and slowly letting that person show to the rest of the world. I have a bunch of stories in this book about my journey, but I also want to make sure that there's valuable content for you as the reader, which is why each chapter includes tangible tips to help you find and be yourself. Guys, I have so many bullet-pointed lists, 
questions you can ask yourself, exercises you can conduct, so many things that hopefully you can take away from the book and actually implement into your own life. So no, it's not just a whole story about my life, a whole pity party for me. It is relatable stories and inspiring stories because I feel like that is necessary, but there is a lot of actual tangible content that you can take and apply to your own life as well. The last section of the book is actually one of my favorites as well, if you get that far, because it is advice from other people. Most of the book, obviously, is my own words, my own advice, my own stories about authenticity, but the last chapter of the book is called Advice from Others because I wanted to get other women's perspectives, specifically more experienced women who have been through more of what life has to offer and have seen what it means to really be yourself versus being someone you're not. I wanted to get their experiences and their perspectives on such a huge and important issue. So I asked a variety of women, different ages, different backgrounds, and I got some really inspiring advice from them and inspiring stories as well about what they've been through and what advice they would give younger people like me and you to live your most authentic life. It was super inspiring just reading their advice alone. So if you're looking for a reason to pick up a copy of the book, that reason right there I think is enough. At least it, it really impacted me. So hopefully it would do the same for you. But overall, with all of that said, I wrote this book for you. I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you might be someone who has struggled to be themselves in the past. You might worry what people will think of you, or you might worry about judgment or losing friends if you do something that might be a little less popular. It might not be the same thing every other person around you is doing. It might be a harder path to go on, but trust me, through all of my struggles just in the past 20 years of being myself, I've also had a fair share of experiences where I have been genuine and I have gone down the harder path and risked the judgment. I've risked losing friendships. And trust me when I say that feeling you get when you are yourself, it can be scary, no doubt about it, but it is so worth it. I can't even put the feeling into words and hopefully my book does a well enough job of explaining, you know, what that is. And I think I should have said good there instead of well, you know, just writer brain. But anyway, I think this book, you know, I just really want it to reach people who are in that place where I have been for so long, just trying so hard to fit in and conform and be that perfect person for everyone and who really wants to be themselves but just doesn't know how and doesn't know you know, what the benefit really is and why is it better to be myself when it's easier to just be like everyone else? I'll try to answer these questions. I'll try to reassure you and inspire you that being yourself is the right thing to do no matter where you are in life. But specifically, you know, as a college student, I think this book can really 
uh, resonate with a lot of people in college or just people around my age who are going through a lot of tough things because I get it. Like, I think this age is really hard to be yourself in, um, even harder than, you know, maybe when you're older. I don't, I can't really say that for sure, but I think there's just so much pressure when you're young to have a certain life path, to have so many friends, to have a perfect social media presence, and that makes it super hard to be genuine. So I just want to inspire you and be a relatable resource, and I hope that my book can do that. If you're looking for, you know, relatability, but also tools to actually change your life and become the fullest version of yourself, then I totally recommend this book for you. It is available on Amazon as a paperback and as a Kindle ebook. I will have the link in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out. And otherwise, you can always go to amazon.com and search Practice Makes Imperfect, or you can search my name, Meredith Mistro. So thank you so much for sticking with me through this podcast. I know it probably just sounded like an advertisement, but I really do believe that this book and what I'm doing can be beneficial for you. I hope it is. It's been so hard for me to find the self-confidence to say that for so long, and I've kind of been the type of person for most of my life to just, you know, downplay my achievements, downplay everything I've done, and downplay the kind of person I am, and just be like, you know yeah, this is, this is fine. It's not anything great or anything. Like, I don't know if this is really going to help people, but uh, you know, I did this. Now I just realize, you know what? I wrote a book and I need to be proud of that. And I need to be confident in that because I really do think it has some valuable content and I hope you can get something out of it if you do choose to purchase. If not, I totally understand, especially, you know, we're all, struggling right now with money. I I get it. Um, especially us college kids, we, we're always struggling with money, right? <laughs> but especially now, that might be a little tougher. So I, I get it either way, but I just want you to know that it's out there in the world, and I'm so excited about it. So I will be talking about my book probably a little more in those podcasts here and there, but For now, I just kind of wanted to make an episode devoted to it to tell you a little bit about what it is and just give you a life update because that has been so much of my life recently, so I feel like it's worth talking about. But in these next few weeks and as the semester gets started, I'm going to be creating a lot more content on here just about what the semester looks like. I'm going to be creating more college-related content again because yay, we're finally going back to school, or at least I am, and even if you're not, I'll be talking a lot about online classes, just what's going on there, and just trying to get by and make it through this crazy time. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that you're having a good day. I hope that you're you're feeling okay about this next semester. And just know that you're not alone, no matter how you're feeling, because I'm right there with you. I'm feeling all the things. (laughs) Alrighty. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Go ahead, buy my book if you want. No pressure. And until next time, stay genuine. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. They make such a big difference by helping A Genuine Girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at One Genuine Girl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week, and until next time, stay genuine, girl.